better lock the doors, turn up the radio, strap yourself in. Because it's time for the Matt Wyatt Show. The guy who's the color commentator for Mississippi State football and SEC baseball. So, yeah, he brings a lot to the game. And he's right here. Right now. What day it is. Huh? Anybody? Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is? It's hump day. Woo-hoo! Hey, welcome in. What he said. Hump day. Halfway point of the week. Welcome into the show. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. As I was saying, before I was so rudely interrupted by the end of the show yesterday, <laughs> I um, I feel better today. I've not had any medicine, and that means the content on today's show may be better. It might be worse. This very likely it won't be the same. Thanks for tuning in. Lots of ways for you to be a part of the show. Hope you'll text or call, grab a chair, pull on up to the table, have a have a seat, and we'll jump on in here. Howdy to you, Bill. Hello, sir. Just hope you had plenty of coffee today. Yeah, I just poured some in my cup. Hot coffee. Hot coffee from High Point Roasters in where? New Albany, Mississippi. Should be another shipment on its way. I hope so. I got, I've got a few days left, but I'm getting, I'm starting to ration out the coffee beans. I'll be honest with you. It's like being a soldier. <laughs> they're, they're starting to ration coffee around here. I got a few, I got a few days left. So I'm good to go today. I'm coffeeed up, ready to jump into it. Who knows what direction we'll go, what path we'll get to go down today. Uh, I, I doubt very seriously we're going to have any raccoon conversations, even though the last two days had plenty of that. And But even though I doubt it, doesn't mean we won't. You just never know. That's why you tune in to a live radio show. And uh, also to hear what you think about things. And so let me give you those numbers now. If you want to chime in today, I hope you will. You could text me on the Country Pleasing text line. Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. It's the best, the best. You can also get it at countrypleasing.com. I'll get mine at Walmart. We've had reports recently of people buying country pleasing sausage in Knoxville, Tennessee, all the way to Oklahoma. That's what I'm talking about. See, and we can include Oklahoma in the, the Southeast, quote unquote, right? Because they're coming to the SEC, right? Right? When you think about the southeastern United States, do you think about Oklahoma? Tell the truth. You don't. Neither does anybody else. You're not alone. Anyway, text me on the country pleasing text line. Here's a number. It's a 601 number. 885-ESPN. 601-885-ESPN or 885-3776. That's the number. 885-3776. What are y'all doing today? And then uh, call me. I get to hear your voice that way. We had a show full of phone calls yesterday. That was fun. 601 number 995-1059. I am not at all, at all, looking for reasons to demoralize you regarding the state of college football. I'm not. I am merely the messenger. 
I try to, I don't always, but I try to live by that old axiom that a real friend will tell you what you need to hear, not necessarily what you want to hear. Amen? Amen. Where's the amen corner? We still working on that, Bill? We've got to get us an amen corner for the show. Yeah, we need one. Put some guys in the studio. Let them sit in there and just three or four times a day, they go, amen, 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 preacher. <laughs> uh, I'm going to need that. Need vol- looking preacher for vo- brother. Looking for vo- there you go, Bill. I'm looking for volunteers. We're not going to pay you. See, <laughs> <clears throat> so again, just telling you what's the truth as opposed to what you maybe want to hear. All right, so I'm not trying to look for reasons to demoralize you, but I just think you need to know it. I see it very clearly, the true situation in the landscape of college football. I'm wondering if you do too. Let me give you the feels with some music. Headline, written by Ivan Mazel. Uh, there's some sort of tragic irony in there that I'm playing ESPN music. I'm doing an Ivan Mazel story. You know, he used to work for ESPN. He's a one of the more well-known college football writers in the entire country. It's just ESPN fired him a couple of years ago when their business model was going to... Because they were so woke, they were going broke. And they fired him, a bunch of other people. He landed on his feet. And he's now with On3, the new the new sports website out there. It's, it's getting a little bit of a foothold. I don't know if this whole team stuff's going to take off for them, but uh, they got some good national stuff, including this from their number one writer, Ivan Mazel. Okay, hang in there with me, folks. We're going to listen to the facts as they are portrayed to us from people inside the coaching industry. And we're going to track this as we get closer and closer. Bill told me that Chuck Oliver said that we are, what, 108 days away from college football? That's correct. All right, 108. Thanks, Chuck. Shout out. Tip of the cap. Chuck Oliver Show on ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Weekdays, 10 to 12. Did I do it right, Bill? Yes, sir. That was a great promo. (laughs) Hey, and by the way, I caught a little bit – I, I don't ever, because of circumstances and geography, I never get a chance to really tune into Bo's show, but I was able to catch some of his show. And I want to tell you, Bo does a fantastic show. He and Blake, they do a great job on this station in the mornings. So tip of the cap to those guys. All right. And here And your check is in the mail. Thank you. Cha-ching. Here is the headline from Ivan Mazel. You need to hear it. If you are a football fan, if you're a college football fan, listen. And if you want to weigh in on this, if you disagree, I, I kind of would like to know how you feel about some of the things he's writing here. And he's quoting somebody who is, has got his thumb on the pulse. So text me at 885-3776. The headline is College Football Today. Quote, it is completely off the rails. I like off the rocker, but there's something about that. So-and-so is off his rocker. I like that. I don't know where that originates. I assume it means rocking chair. He fell out of the chair. Is that what that means? You hear off the chain, but that always signifies something good. Off the rails means disaster. It means a train that is no longer on the track. 
<clears throat> it is completely incontrollable. Uncontrollable, sorry. Here we go. Now, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I am going to give you some tidbits. You need to hear this. College football is racing headlong into a coaching crisis. Now, before you roll your eyes, you'll hear me going in and out of the story here to make some commentary for you. Before you roll your eyes on that, because coaches are making seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven million dollars a year. Ryan Day, the head coach at Ohio State, they announced today got a new contract and extension. It's going to put him at nine point five million dollars a year. Okay, hang on. Don't roll your eyes just yet. He says college football is racing headlong into a coaching crisis. Experience is headed out the door. Now, we know that. I've predicted that, told you that. It's coming. There'll be more, like Matt, Luke, and others who go, "Uh uh-uh, I'm out. Here's what he says. He says, men who've been in the game for decades have had enough of a taste of the new model of college football to know they don't like it. Asked Point blank, if he expects an exodus. Now, think about the definition of that term. We're gathering them all up and headed to some other promised land. Asked if, point blank, if he expects an exodus, Todd Berry, who is the executive director of the American Football Coaches Association, the AFCA, said, and I quote, absolutely. More quotes from Todd Berry, Executive Director, AFCA, American Football Coaches Association. There are certainly a lot of coaches throwing up their hands and saying, this is ridiculous, this is absurd, it is completely off the rails. He says there are certainly a lot of coaches throwing up their hands saying it's ridiculous. All right. Now, Ivan Mazel points out this is supposed to be a revolution here of, you know, totally transforming and have, you know, it's a revolution of college sports and the college sports industry and college football. And he points out that's what revolutions are supposed to do. They upend the old way of doing things, the old model where a coach went into a living room and promised mama that he would see to it that her baby get a college degree he says, is about as relevant as black and white television. Now, let's just pause right there. You're like, Matt's up on his box again. No, look, I'm just reminding you what I've, what we drill it down to. It's, it, at this point, okay, the, the, the barn doors have been left open and the livestock's out. Okay, we're not getting them back in. I get that. So you could argue, Matt, you go back and you keep, you know, pointing to the origins of this, how it all started in the first, how we wound up here in the first place, it's almost a little bit of a waste of time, right? More productive time is spent on figuring this thing out as opposed to going back and reminding ourselves of how you got here, what caused it. But remember, it, you, I just think we have to remember. That's why history is important. If you don't know it, you're bound to repeat it. We are here because the school's... Colleges and universities moved faster and farther than maybe they intended to initially with their athletics programs, namely the money makers, college football and basketball. And they 
who had schools and universities who had always been in the business of education. They were in that business. That was their business. They took money. They let you into class. Class got you a degree. The degree was valuable. It gave you the keys to the rest of your life, your career, entry-level jobs. You get masters. That qualifies you to go do more in your field. It all comes through an educational institution because you got to know stuff to be qualified to do stuff in those fields, right? Law school, medical school, engineering school, on and on and on. They were in the business of education. That's why they charge you thousands of dollars for tuition. What is tuition? It's an entry into the classroom. (laughs) It's what it is. And somewhere along the way, instead of the athletics program sort of being a byproduct of the business they were in, it became the revenue generator. That it was the schools and universities themselves that made decisions and signed contracts with conferences and TV partners and sponsors and league sponsors. They signed on the dotted line. It's the schools and universities themselves that decided somewhere along the way and maybe over the course of time, they're not just in the business of education. They're not. And they haven't been. The money's too big to justify that. You couldn't argue that. They may say one thing, but the colleges and universities have proven they have been about, via their conferences, via their contracts through the major sports, they were no longer just in the business of education. They're also in the business of entertainment. That's the business they are in. We can say all we want. But the actions and the contracts that have been signed, the decisions that have been made, point to that definitively. Okay? it's no So when you go back to the beginnings of all this stuff and where we are now with college football and everything else going forward, it's nobody's fault except the people that are directly involved in this. If you want to fault anybody. Now... We'll get to a point in a conversation where we stop and go, wait a minute, let's decide. Is all this a bad thing? See, right now, change, a lot of times change always feels bad, and you look back years later and go, you know, that, that was really a good thing, you know, right? So let's be, let's hash that out, fine. All this stuff that may feel negative, it may not necessarily be negative. It's just that right now it's negative because nobody has a handle on it. Those are realities. Agree? Everybody agree? All right, let me give you some more. Speaking of being in the business of education, you and I together, if you listen to my show, you and I need to understand this, and we need to be on the same page on this. Ivan Mazel is nailing this via this conversation he had with this guy who's the executive director of the Football Coaches Association. Listen to what he said. Regarding this outdated, the old model, where the coach would talk to mama about little baby getting a college degree, going to see to it to get a degree, he says that's as relevant as black and white television. Here's the quote. The idea of actually having a conversation about the academics at the school, that's just a waste of time. 
because nobody wants to hear anything about the school. Quote, everything's about playing opportunities and name, image, and likeness money. Now, he outlines some stuff that coaches who are actively coaching in, in football have told this guy. He has opened up his envelope of information and is publishing a few stories that I don't know have necessarily been published before. They don't have names attached to it, but this is real stuff. So here you go. This guy says, I had a coach that called me and he had a really talented young quarterback. Listen to this. The quarterback had a name, image, and likeness deal and all that. Kid comes into the coach and says, Coach, I've got a problem. Coach thinks, well, it's going to be academics, girlfriends, something along those lines. The young man says, Coach, I don't want to transfer, but my corporate entity that is sponsoring me wants me in a bigger marketplace. Whoa. Do you understand? Do you understand what we're saying right there? It's all about sales. It's this quote unquote corporate entity told this kid, okay, we're we're bigger than your local market. We have a pretty large footprint. Young man, we would like to see you find a school to transfer to that is in a little bit bigger market within our footprint than the current school you're at. And we didn't pay you hundreds of thousands of dollars on this name, image, and likeness deal for you to sit over there and podunk. How about that? So, listen up, Ole Miss fans. Listen up, state fans. One red flag that needs to go, this is over the next two years. I believe in three years you'll have some different stipulations and some changes that will come back on this stuff. But for the next two years, here's one red flag that needs to go up with you as a fan. If you have a player who's apparently, I don't know, marketable enough, and he lands a name, image, and likeness, quote-unquote, marketing deal, but it's not a local company, Semi-local, regional. Watch out. There's nothing to stop that regional company from going, man, we need you in a bigger market. Mm -hmm. Watch out for that. This guy with the American Football Coaches Association says he got a call from a coach that told him about a booster who called the coach and wanted the names of the best players on opposing rosters this fall. The coach named this quarterback, that freshman. The booster wrote the names down. Coach goes, why are, you, why are you asking me this? Quote from the booster, I'm going to buy all these players away from those teams. That way we have a better chance to win next year. Mm -hmm. And then the coach says this. I had to explain that if he bought a quarterback, our current guy 
who's a better player, knows the system, heat up and leave. So the booster backed down. Now, there may be some eye rolling going on going, hey, Matt, boosters asking coaches which players you need. You think that's new? It's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is who are the best players on the teams you're going to have on your schedule. We'll go buy as many of those good players away from those teams so we don't have to play them this year. Maybe that's another angle you haven't considered. Quote, the coach said to this guy, he's out here offering name, image, and likeness money to all these players, and they're not even players I want. They don't fit our system. And he's just become, the booster, is just becoming the de facto owner of the team because he's basically doing the recruiting. <laughs> and then, you know, the coaches are already leaving, some of them. Offensive line coach Matt Luke says to Georgia, see ya. UConn coach Randy Edsel tried it one year in this new model. He'd rather play golf. Chris Peterson leaves Washington. He's working for Fox Sports. And, and it says here in the story, in what world would Jay Wright decide he'd rather be an assistant to the president of Villanova than to try to win a third NCAA men's basketball championship? More coaches hanging it up on the way. It's a young man's game. Guy at Notre Dame, 36. Lincoln Riley, 38. Guy at Oregon, 36. Just getting started with y'all on this hump day. What do you think? Text me and let me know. We'll be right back. And now the guy who's not bald. He's just taller than his hair is. Nice hair! It's the Matt Wyatt Show. Yeah, I was giving you the the quotes there in the story about what this one coach said. Quarterback comes to him, says, Coach, I got a problem. I don't want to transfer, but the corporate entity that sponsors me, name, image, and likeness, wants me in a bigger market somewhere. <laughs> and when I said that, Resdog... Text the show on the country, please, and text line 885-ESPN. It's a 601 number, 885-ESPN. Resdog texted and said, where's Will going? <laughs> Will Rogers. You just assume it's him, right? I don't know that he has a – does he have a big corporate entity that sponsors him? That's one thing I have not – I don't know who the deals are and what they are. That's another thing. <laughs> it's sort of – it's so transparent, it's laughable out here in the college football world. Like, you know, the the idea that, hey, they're just making money off their name and image and likeness. So its idea is marketing, advertising, branding, those kinds of things, right? And there's all kinds of NIL deals out there where the kids already have money in the bank. The money has changed hands. It's in the bank. Yet, you can't name any of the top name, image, and likeness deals out there. And maybe any is a strong word. Name the top five. Okay, so let's break it down. 
<laughs> just for fun, okay? Res dog, just for fun. Think about this. What is the term? It's three words. Name, image, and likeness. Three things. Three words, three different things, all combined. The name, the image, and then the likeness of the player. So, I'm polling all y'all. <laughs> Meaning all of us. And you could make the audience as big as you want. <clears throat> you know, let's poll 100 people, poll 1,000, poll 10,000, poll 100,000 who say they are college football fans. And they are. And ask them this question. Let's go, all right, name, image, and like. Let's start with name. Number one, name. Give me the names of the top name, image, and likeness deals. Name them. What are their names? Y'all don't know their names. And neither do I. But the money's in the bank. Okay, what about image? Image. That would be the faces. Poll 10,000. Poll 100,000. With the context that the money's already exchanged hands. Would you recognize the face? All right, I'll tell you what, let's don't even do the face. Would you, that'll, we'll do that for likeness. What is the jersey number of the top name, image, and likeness deals in all of college football? What jersey numbers do they wear? Huh? We don't know their names. We've already established that. Most people don't. A few do. Diehard fans at a few schools. But most don't. Majority of fans don't. Majority of people. Huge majority of people don't know what the names are. Do you know what jersey number they wear? The top five name, image, and likeness deals? Top 10? Top 15? Give me a jersey number. You don't know. Neither do I. So we don't know names. We, we don't even recognize the image. Now let's talk about likeness. Would you recognize the face of one of the top name, image, and likeness deals in all of college football? I will tell you right now, okay, it's easy for me to say Mississippi State, so I'll go non-Mississippi State. I would recognize the face of Bryce Young, the quarterback at Alabama. I'd recognize him if I saw him on the street. If I see him on TV, I don't need a lower third graphic telling me who he is. I recognize his face. Would you? So there's one. How many players are there? How many guys have deals with money in the bank? How many faces would you recognize? Without looking it up online, Googling it. I'll tell you how many. None. That's exactly how many. In fact, if I wanted to, if I had time, I don't because I have to make a living. If I had time and I wanted to make a viral video, I would look up, I would Google and look up guys on the, let's just take Alabama for instance, guys on the Alabama football team with name, image, and likeness deals that have been reported or that have transferred in there and we know name, image, and likeness is uh, <laughs> part of the deal there, okay? And I'd get a great big poster board and, and put the pictures, the headshots, of those four or five guys on a board, just their faces, and walk around the Alabama campus 
with a camera and a microphone interviewing students to see if they could identify any of those. How many do you think would identify them? It's name, image, and likeness, isn't it? You don't know their names. You don't know what jersey number they wear. You wouldn't recognize them if they walked up and slapped you. But it's name, image, and likeness. How stupid is that? Y'all, how stupid are we? How dumb do they think we are? Hmm. Birmingham, Alabama. Nobody watches college football across the entire country more than the Birmingham, Alabama market. If you look up, I don't know, it could be a playoff game between Ohio State and Oregon. And guess what will be one of the top three markets for TV ratings? Birmingham. All right. So Birmingham. And we're talking about name, image, and likeness, right? What if I go get the faces of the top ten name, image, and likeness guys in all of college football, put them on a poster board, and walk around Birmingham interviewing people in Birmingham. How many will recognize those faces? Well, you know the answer. Zero. What if I put their jerseys with a number on it? No name, just a jersey with a number. Since we're going with image, how many recognize that? Zero. So the whole darn thing is stupid, man. It's dumb. Call it what it is. It's recruiting. It has been from the get-go. Well, tell me name, image, and likeness. Call them contracts. You know, call it booster money. Call it enticement. Call it inducement. Call it whatever. But we're sitting here, all of us, calling it name, image, and likeness. They gave it that. I don't know who they're appeasing with that. Who are we appeasing with the term name, image, and likeness? That ain't even what it is. And I can prove it. It's crazy how we get sucked in and the whole world is so gullible on dumb stuff. Obvious stuff. Country Pleasing Text Line, unnamed texter says, Amazing how this Pandora's box of NIL without guidelines has impacted so many areas. It has. It's going to turn over the next two years, it's going to really turn coaching into a young man's game. Now, you do have a lot of older coaches who they just want the money. They're going to hang in there and coach as long as they can because the paychecks are too good and too big. But you're going to have a lot of, you know, different age coaches that are going to hang it up that this is not what they wanted to do. And there will be somebody to step into that gap because plenty of people do want to do it for the paycheck. They'll put up with it. But it's going to be more of a young man's game. And it's almost like it, it would almost lead you to go and look at the huge majority of schools if this is not going to change and not going to have any guidelines and not going to be enforced uh, you know, enforceable guidelines over the next five years, your program is almost better off if you have a coach who is willing to do anything, who's like a young, maybe even single guy, who's so driven, and you just put a stipulation in his contract, you know, for every spot on the recruiting rankings that you go up into the top ten, we'll pay you, you know, 500000 more dollars next year. Okay. Um, if you finish in the top five of the portal you know, recruiting rankings, we'll pay you this, put stipulations on portal recruiting because that's what it's all going to be about. And again, it's going to damage the connection with fan bases a little bit 
We'll see if it makes TV ratings any better because less and less people actually forking out their own money to go. We'll see. But, I mean, I'm, I'm almost to the point where, like, we're, we're calling it we're calling it name, image, and likeness? Really? That's what we're calling this? It ain't nothing about name. It's nothing about image, and it's zero about likeness. They wear helmets for Pete's sake. What I mean, call it what it is. Name, image, and likeness. My foot. Poll 100,000 college football fans. If you could, they might recognize the likeness of two guys. I don't even know which two it is. Likeness. My foot. And a booster tells a coach, according to this guy, he's the executive director of the American Football Coach Association. A coach had a booster tell him, I want to know the names of the top players on every team we play against this next year because I'm going in there and trying to buy them off of that team. <laughs> I'm telling you, buddy. I'm telling you, man. It is. Whew. The, the last line in the story is, an exodus of coaches is on the way. Yeah. We'll see about that. What a mess. It's a joke. Stick around. Mississippi State Radio Analyst. And he's on your radio right now. No. You've got the Matt Wyatt Show. Bop, bop, bop. Back with you. What up, Hog Jowl? Hog Jowl. On the Country Pleasing text line, Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves all around Southeast and Walmart and online, countrypleasing.com. Hog Jowl says, I've hired an agent to handle my name, image, and likeness. So far, I haven't had much luck. <laughs> yeah, it's it's more, I mean, it's it's goods and services. It ain't name, image, and likeness. Help me out with that, y'all. Okay, let, let's just say that, you know, I'm always saying to you, you know, I hope that this show, I hope you treat it like, you're passing by, you see me sitting at the table chatting it up with Bill or whatever. We're there having lunch. You grab a chair, have a seat with us, and we just, you fall right in. Okay, so let's just pretend then that's what happened. That I'm here on a Wednesday, it's around lunchtime, and we're having some coffee, shooting the breeze, and you see us, and you just grab a chair and you sit down, and we begin to discuss instead of nil name image likeness which it's obvious none of this is about any of those what should it be called you know it seems like bill it seems like in school i remember reading and learning about goods and services you know like if you send somebody money on paypal it'll ask you are you sending this to a friend or is this for a product or something you you know i forget what they use what yeah. but it's goods and services that's what it is 
It had nothing to do with name, image, and likeness. None. Nick Saban told us this time last year, before Bryce Young had ever started a game at quarterback for Alabama, that Young already had a million dollars in name, image, and likeness. He, he said that last year. So it ain't about name, image, and likeness. He didn't have a name, image, or a likeness yet. But he had the money in the bank. So what is it? It's it's goods and services. It's, you know, you're in the NFL, they call it market value. What would you call it other than name, image, and likeness? What's the best way to actually describe it? Uh, Hog Jowl also said, uh, by the way, I have to brag on Arkansas. U.S. News and World Report just ranked Fayetteville as the best SEC city to live in and fourth in America. Signed, Go Hogs. Hey, I'm just telling you, and I've said that before on the show, Hog Jowl. I could live in Northwest Arkansas now. I'm talking about tomorrow. I could do it. Be happy about it. I like it up there. Really? Does Here's my question. Does Fayetteville include the surrounding areas? Rogers and all those areas? Or are we talking about just Fayetteville proper? That's what I'd like to know. But Hogjell, I hate I I didn't get to hear from you yesterday and well really the last two days, Monday and Tuesday, but certainly Monday it came up. We had a good time going back and covering the kid uh, who was the Arkansas fan on Friday night against Vandy, who grabbed the raccoon, barehanded and got bit, had to get rabies shots, but he became an internet legend. And that was a neat thing. In terms of what to call it, Res Dog says, that's easy. Call it pay. For play. PFP, baby. Pay for play. That's what it is. Hey, let me give you a baseball update. All right. Um, field of 64 projections for college baseball. There is one weekend of the regular season left. So it could change, but we're real close. This time of year, they start to nail it a little bit more. And y'all, Southern Miss, by virtue of being in Conference USA, has played themselves right onto the hosting bubble. Now, they're in the tournament. There's no question Southern Miss is in the tournament, and they may still host, and they could really help that cause by playing on the road this weekend at a, a good Middle Tennessee State team who's one of the first four teams out, according to one of these services. But if you go up there and could get a like a road sweep or something, Southern Miss probably would be hosting according to everybody. But right now, they're right on the bubble of the hosting stuff. Let me give this to you. We'll start with uh, D1 Baseball. This is D1Baseball.com. Field of 64, projected hosts. Number one overall seed, Tennessee. Here are your host sites. Number two, Oregon State. Three seed, Virginia Tech. Four, national seed, Miami. Number five, national seed, Auburn. Six, Stanford. Seven, Maryland. And the eighth national seed, Louisville. So that's one through eight. That's your national seeds according to D1Baseball.com. But what about the other eight Host sites. 
Here we go. According to D1 Baseball, the other eight host sites are nine-seed Texas A&M, 10-seed Oklahoma State, 11 Notre Dame. Do you say Notre Dame or Notre Dame? Or Notre Dame, which is it? 12-seed Florida State, 13-seed Woo Pig, Arkansas, 14-seed the Whistling Vandy Commodores, 15, Texas Tech in Lubbock, and the 16th and final seed hosting in the postseason is Gonzaga, way out in California. So D1 Baseball does not have Southern Miss hosting right now in the postseason. This is as of today. Uh, and Southern Miss currently is sitting at number 17 in the RPI. They're not in the top 15, 16. They've moved down to 17, even though they they won two out of three this past weekend. It was at home. They get to finish up on the road. That'll, that'll help their RPI if they can go to Middle Tennessee and win. What they are up against is Middle Tennessee is a team that uh, is listed as being one of the first four teams out of the tournament by D1Baseball.com. So, and, and record-wise, everything else is a pretty good baseball team. It's not like Southern Miss snaps her fingers, goes in there and wins, and Southern Miss hadn't played as well over the last two weeks. And uh, let's see, Middle Tennessee, yeah, one of the first four out. So there's plenty of motivation for them to play themselves in. First four out, according to D1Baseball, Wake Forest, Mercer, Middle Tennessee, and then Louisiana. The last four teams in the tournament, D1 Baseball has Georgia Tech, UTSA from Conference USA, Clemson, and Old Dominion. So D1 Baseball would have Southern Miss right now as the two seed in the Nashville Regional hosted by Vandy. They would also have Ole Miss as the three seed in the Louisville Regional. Louisville the number eight national seed, according to these projections, would have Ole Miss there as a three. They're just projections. The final weekend has to play out, and then we'll really get a clear picture before the conference tournaments. Bill, it corrects me. I said California. Gonzaga is in Washington. Spokane, Washington. Bill, is it Spokane or Spokane? I think people pronounce it both ways. Both I always ways. say Spokane. Okay, Spokane, Washington. Gotcha. Now, that was D1Baseball.com. Quickly here. Baseball America, with one week to go, does have Southern Miss hosting in Hattiesburg as the 16th overall seed right now with one weekend left, a road series left in the regular season for Southern Miss. Baseball America has them hosting as the 16th seed, the final host site, with Georgia going to Hattiesburg as a two, Coastal Carolina in there as a three, and College of Charleston in there as a four. The other seeds, according to Baseball America, kind of match the other one. One, These are national seeds, one through eight. Number one, Tennessee. Number two, Oregon State. Three, Virginia Tech. Four, Stanford. Five, Texas A&M. Six, Miami. Seven, Louisville. Eight, Auburn. So there's a little bit of difference. D1 Baseball has Auburn as a five. Baseball America has Auburn as an 
eight, but still as a national seed. And both of them, both D1 and Baseball America, have Ole Miss as a three seed right now in the Louisville Regional. Other teams are a little different, but they have them there. And to wrap this up, D1 Baseball, the last eight hosting sites are nine seed Texas Tech in Lubbock, 10 seed Vanderbilt in Nashville, 11 seed Arkansas in Fayetteville, 12 seed Notre Dame, South Bend, 13 seed Maryland, 14 seed Oklahoma State, 15 seed Virginia, and 16 seed, as I said, Southern Miss in Hattiesburg. So that's Baseball America. How about that? In the Fayetteville Regional, they had they had Arkansas as an 11 seed hosting two seed TCU, three seed La Tech, four seed North Dakota State. You know, La Tech is kind of like Ole Miss in that nobody wants them in your regional as a three, uh, really at all. Uh, La Tech already has a win earlier this year over Arkansas, I think. What? But that was in that was in Ruston, I do believe. Yeah. So anyway, that's the latest look at baseball projections for the postseason. Like I said, Southern Miss with one weekend left in the regular season. Look at the projections out there. They're right on the hosting bubble. They need to win that series on the road this weekend, and maybe they'll be hosting in Hattiesburg. All right, hour one in the books, hour two coming up. Stick around.